0: Good morning. morning. Simplifying our life and prioritize in our daily activities is one of the critical element to stay calm and centered and live well. In my life, simplifying my job or simplifying my work wasn't easy at all. And I spent a couple a month in Korea to do so, and when I returned to New York July, I needed real meditation, so I began three-month meditation retreat myself. And through this uh, intensive meditation practice, I noticed some real changes in my practice. One of the distinctive uh, experience uh, is that uh, non-attachment became evident and letting go or let it be uh, become kind of natural. So I want to talk about today uh, this uh, important Uh, one of the key teachings of Buddhism, key practice of Buddhism, non-attachment. So Tsai-san said that uh, one of the benefits of meditation is that attachment disappears. So if you keep practicing meditation long enough, then you will experience freedom and liberation of your mind and this non-attachment and understand your Buddha-nature symbolized here as a circle. So when you look at your Buddha-nature symbol here, is there any attachment here? So today, it is critical to understand this practice of non-attachment, living in this materialistic society. with so much new technology, make us so busy and very easy to attach to, something we like. If you understand Buddhist teaching, non-attachment was the core experience of a Buddha's enlightenment. Of course, he understood impermanence and police, but non-attachment was uh, Buddha, Gautama Buddha's enlightened aspect of his own experience. And this is uh, non-attachment is the important aspect in Buddhist path to gain enlightenment. So non-attachment was also, not only he understood, Buddha understood it, but his behavior exhibited this uh, uh, non-attachment, and very similar to uh, Sote-san's awakening and sote behavior was based on non-attachment. The many of the uh, interviews I did through first generation of uh, Sote-san's uh, student. They vividly depict that, and Sote-san never had uh, this kind of attachment. Uh, one time, they they did something bad, and sote was really upset to correct uh, disciple's misbehavior. But next moment, he was very happy and soft and gentle and embracing that person he was scored and talked about uh, in his uh, Dharma talk. So this kind of uh, uh, non-attachment is a characteristic that allow us to live here and now in the moment. Not attached to whatever happened in the past when you were young or yesterday, especially unpleasant things. Unpleasant experience makes you very difficult. So non-attachment arise really coming from your own experience of enlightenment. It's a quality of enlightenment. This non attachment is a kind of a reaction to knowing of your true nature or true Um, Nature here symbolizes as a circle and impermanence. So think about anything on earth, anybody or anything on earth. Anything is permanent, anyone has been permanent. Even Taoist practice, they think that if we practice all Taoist principles and Tai Chi and so forth, he could live 800 years. I've never seen anybody who lives that long. So nobody is permanent. And everything on earth is impermanent. So when you see the truth of impermanence, when you see that everybody and everything is impermanent, then there is no really value or worth to attach to anything. Everything in our world is constantly changing in a state of constant change. So this is how life is. We are changing too. Our thought constantly changing. Our body is constantly changing. Cell in our body is constantly renewing. And some cell dying even at this moment and new cell were born within our body. And similarly, in our world, some people are dying at this moment, disappearing from this earth totally. And some people were born, and some people are aging, and some people are struggling with the illness, and and, and so forth. So constantly, this is uh, uh, moving and uh, changing. So nothing is permanent. Do you really understand this? Everything and everyone is constantly changing and will disappear one day, including myself. One day I will die. So we have to understand this reality. Knowing this impermanent nature of everything changes our perception and change our priority in our lives. To think about what's really valuable. What are you taking with you when you die? We all came here empty handed, and then we all go and leave this world empty handed. But what can you take it with you? You cannot take your loved one with you, no matter how much you love them, You cannot take your bank account with you. no matter how much you have in your bank account, you cannot take that. So what can you take it with you? What are the most important priority here in our lives? Your practice, your spiritual quality, your karma you are taking with you. So our reaction of understanding this changing reality that helps us to see anything happening in our world and in our world and in our life in a more relaxed manner. You will be much more relaxed to see any challenges in your life, if you see the impermanent nature of the challenge, if you have any difficult people in your life constantly bothering you. Don't attach it to that person either. That also will change. We cannot change the world, we cannot change the problem itself, but we can change ourselves. how to deal with this, how to relate with these problems. So when we understand this the impermanent nature of everything and everyone. This will help us to understand importance of non-attachment and practice it. So we are in our world at this time, thrown bit over war, conflict, suffering, problems, and refugee and starving kids all over the world. This is just something that a time to really practice practice this kind of a non-attachment, to not attach to or clinging to any fixed idea or any uh, rigid view or any political ideology. And in our lives, Sometimes it's a very difficult challenges we might experience, we might have. Most of these challenges are not coming from yourself, but coming from world around you, some people, or some coworkers, or some boss, or whoever. But practicing of non-attachment don't attach you what others say to you, about you, well. or anything. If we have this kind of uh, practicing non-attachment of any certain people or persons, uh, try to letting go, that allow you have a lot more space and capacity to do things you can do and live well. So every day we see things we like, people we like, people we hate. And food we like, and attractive things we we'll, would we'll love to have—all of things—in the message we are getting in modern-day materialistic society, that as if we, if we get them, we will be happier. But in truth, in Buddhist teaching, there that, that, that is that a path to pain, not path to peace. So non-attachment gives us a much more space, much needed space to contemplate what we want and what we do not want in our lives. And it allows us to have a more reflection upon whether these things we love or we dislove, do not love, will truly bring us pain or pleasure or unpleasant. So by reflecting this, it will help us to decide what to do and what not to do. So do not misunderstand this important teaching of non-attachment in Buddhism. It is not separation. It is not engaging at all in the world. A non-attachment means that when you engage whatever activity or in the world, you're fully engaged, but after you finish it, letting go and do not attach to what had happened in the past, or do not attach to worry about the future. That's why it allows you to have that space to hear and now live in the moment. So the whole teachings of Buddhism, and we as a Buddhist, wish to choose action that increase happiness for all, and eliminate and reduce suffering for all. So think about your action, your mindful choice in action, whether you do that, increase your unhappiness, or adding suffering. In recent months and days, I spent a lot of time thinking about and doing something about this uh, starving children in our world, especially the worst area in the present world, and mobilizing humanitarian assistance as well as uh, meeting UN agencies and organizing six country release talks on peace and security in Korean Peninsula with the important teaching of this non-attachment. Otherwise, it's very difficult to continue this kind of work. So non-attachment is not as a Buddhist in the world. But you are engaging the world with this kind of important teaching of centeredness and non-attachment. So with the practice of meditation, with understanding Buddhist teachings and and, uh, this uh, notion of non-attachment, we become wiser person every day. Through your own practice, you are getting, you are become wise person, and more centered, more compassionate, and more non-attached, or less attached, or less desire, or less ego. So when you have this kind of a less desire, or fewer desires, or less hatred, or filled with a more compassion, and more peace, more love, more contentment and more gratitude than before through your own practice. So daily, you're cultivating this quality. This is the quality of a non-attachment. Sotei-san said that everyone, everyday people must develop and cultivate the practice of a non-attachment. For those with a strong attachment to wealth, sex, fame, or profit, to spouse, children, and relatives, or to clothes, food, shelter, their worries and suffering will be much more greater than the average people when those things vanish before their eyes. This would be a real hell on earth. Even when they die, they will gain, they will be again dragged around by their attachment, unable to free themselves and would end up falling into sea of suffering karma." End quote. So, so Tesan identified here that your worries and your suffering comes from your own attachment. Nobody gives you this worry or this attachment, but you choose. So you, because of your own attachment, you are creating your own suffering and worries. So before you die, you have to practice non-attachment, to not attach you anything about the things you're going to lose or things you want to get. So this uh, attachment he talked about here is that at the end of our life, don't don't be uh, sad about the thinking about the life or preparing about life, about life and death. Actually, when I uh, letting go of uh, many of our uh, important positions, I began practicing this life and death, and how to get freedom in life and death, how to prepare my final days. That is uh, one of the important uh, focus of my practice nowadays. So the son told us, and in the scripture he said that, after 40 years, when you reach the 40 years, and many of you are not ready yet, but a lot of us uh, reach the 40s, then you really prepare for your death. The reason he said that, because of attachment is like, like hanging a rock to a flying bird. So, when we die, our spirit, our soul will depart from our body and fly according to their own karma, but they cannot go away. They fly because of attachment, if you, if you have attachment. So attachment is like a hanging big rock to a little bird who are flying freely. So that much attachment is important. So if you have anybody who passed away, the first thing you do is go uh, of this attachment. And the soul around us, uh, 49 days, so you have to comfort them. Don't worry about everything you worried about while you are here. I will take care of it. You have a freedom to go and, and really have a free journey beyond. So that is our practice. When we die at least, We do not have any attachment, so we can freely make a peaceful journey beyond and hopefully coming back as a much, much more enlightened soul. Buddha said, your worst enemy cannot harm you as much as your own unguarded thought. Think about it. Your enemy cannot harm you but you are harming yourself because of your unhealthy thought, negative thought, or destructive thought in your mind all the time. That's harming you. That really makes you attached to. So even Buddhist teaching, all our Dharma talk, all our teachings and practice, so uh, Buddha said that these teachings are like a raft to be discarded once you have crossed the river. So we need to practice meditation, we need to understand Eightfold Path, we need whatever helpful in your life to cross this suffering sea of uh, life. But once you cross the river of suffering, when you land the other land, you have to discard this raft. You cannot carry raft on your back after you landed at the other land. But some people are doing it. In fact, many people are doing it. And Buddha continued, since you should discard even good state of mind generated by Buddhist practice, Buddhist teaching, how much more so should you throw away bad state of mind? But think about it: do not attach to the good or bad. Do not even attach it to any uh, important passage if you are no longer needed it after you achieved it. So this means that when you are attached to good things, you when you attach to something you've been doing good or achieved good, they can create kind of arrogance or conceited. So once you have arrogance and conceited, it's really, really a poison in your life in terms of spiritual growth of non-attachment. If you attach it to bad things, something you did wrong in the past, then it can be fearful, it can be a, a very depressing, it can be very uh, worrisome that attachment also is a hindrance for your spiritual growth, also freedom of your mind, and you can be fully uh, uh, living your life. So attaching to bad, good or bad, is not something Buddha uh, uh, make us be very mindful and aware of it and to not attach to anything. Another important teaching is to not attach to the past but to not attach to the future. Because if you attach to something happened in the, ba- in the past, or even, even last week or yesterday, unpleasant things happened, then you may not allow yourself to fully living here and now. Only time as human beings available to us is that here and now in the moment. Therefore, we must be very diligent to practice here and now, today. And all of this uh, non-attachment practice really help us to experience the nirvana. How can you reach nirvana? How can you reach the inner peace and the peace of mind? How can you do that? How can you reach this nirvana? The, the key or the purpose of all our practice is experiencing and realizing nirvana, right? Nirvana is possible when you practice this non-attachment. This non-attachment or letting go, simple way of understanding of non-attachment, is letting go or letting be reduced and elevate any suffering. The goal of Buddhism is to eliminate suffering in your life and in, in the world. So what is the cause of suffering then? What is the cause of your own suffering? Buddha talked about four noble truths, right? What are the four noble truths? By now you all know about it. The first noble truth is there is a suffering there's a suffering in human life, there is a suffering in the world. Buddhism don't mistakenly understand that Buddhism is not really about the suffering. Buddhism is about to tackle the suffering. So we understand that there is a suffering, dissatisfactoriness, uneasiness, and discomfort in our lives. So what can you do about it? You have to understand the cause of this dissatisfaction. Cause of this neediness, cause of discomfort, cause of suffering. So the second noble truth, Buddha said, what, what is the cause of suffering? Cause of suffering is craving, attachment, to think about your life. What is the cause of your own suffering? Buddha says it's a craving and attachment is cause of suffering. And third noble truth, then what can you do about this craving and this attachment? Third noble truth said there is a way to eliminate this suffering. There is a way to attain nirvana by tackling this cause of suffering. And fourth noble truth is that the way is a fourth path. So, there are ways to eliminate your suffering, your dissatisfaction, your resentment, your discomfort or uneasiness. If you know these Eightfold paths will reduce suffering in your life, we're gonna practice it, right? So what are they? What are Eightfold Paths? What are the Eightfold Paths which will eliminate suffering and eliminate cause of suffering and bring real freedom and nirvana and non attachment. What are they? Anyone help me? What are the eightfold paths? It's a right view. Very important to understand the world and understand your own life. There is a right view, means that nothing in the world are permanent. Right view means that nothing, even myself, is not isolated individual, uh, but interdependent with everyone else and everything else. To have a right view is critical, because of your view, your worldview, really shaping and reshaping really the way you live. The view on your life, the view. Right view is critical because it's shaping and molding and remolding our behavior, our thinking pattern, our speech, our way of communication. So right view is a way to reduce and eliminate suffering by tackling the cause of suffering, which is craving and attachment. So think about it, if it's constantly changing, impermanence, it's constantly changing, where do you attach, whatever attached here, is a really a wrong view. So right view allows us having this understanding of our impermanence, having understanding of an interdependency of a no self, which means that there is a, in Buddhist understanding, there is a no self, which means that there is a no inherent self, which is independent of everything. And second is a right intention now you have to have a right intention to tackle suffering of your life, or any uneasiness, or any problem, or any challenges in your life. It's a right intention. Really, right intention to have a non-attachment. And third is the right speech. Don't attach to anybody, say something which can discourage you. So right speech is really don't harming others, but bring happiness and reducing uh, suffering. That is the right speech. And right action, we have to act. We have to live our life with this right action means that don't attach to yourself, don't attach to your fixed idea, don't attach to what had happened. So right action really helps us to let go of cringing and and attachment. And right livelihood. When you get a job, be mindful to bring happiness to people instead of harming life. And six is the right effort. Right effort here, not really doing something uh, a lot, Right effort in Buddhist context is the continuation of our practice. Meditating every single day. Meditating at least 20 minutes a day. So that is the right effort. We can make the right effort today to meditate 20 minutes. Everything, take one day at a time to practice. That is the right effort. And meditate. And right mindfulness. Be mindful of who you are. Not just the small who you are. What you think you are is a much greater than uh, small self. So your big, large self symbolized here that be mindful of your Buddha nature, be mindful of your real, true self and the right meditation. will em- Eliminate thinking, see, eliminate thoughts, eliminate cravings, eliminate non, uh, attachment. So non-attachment is a really fundamental teaching in Buddhism, as you see. All four noble truths talked about this. This attachment is uh, something uh, helping us to understand that letting go of attachment, of letting go of self-interest, really helping us to let go of suffering, dissatisfaction and anxieties. Think about and maybe keep a spiritual journal tonight about this. Letting go or non-attachment relieves uh, constant painful irritation. Think about if you have anything in your life irritating you, maybe it's time to reflect on what, is a, what did I attach to here? What do I attach to? How can I practice non-attachment here? So good example of this uh, attachment is that if you have something bothering, something fearful, something worried about constantly coming out again and again, then at night it is hard to fall asleep. Because you carry their worry, their fear, their problem, their challenge to the bed and you cannot fall asleep. Today in the United States, about eight point six million Americans taking sleeping pill to get a good night's sleep. Think about it. So attachment becomes so overwhelmed in in American people's life because we have a lot more advanced materially, a lot more technology available, we become a lot more multitasking than anyone else in the world. So this is a big, big issue. Think about it, insomnia in today's world is a much more increased than 10, day, 10 years ago. So it is extremely critical to have this meditation practice, to have this kind of relaxation technique and tools, especially before you go to bed. On the bed, if you hard to fall asleep, meditate. You have a, such a lucky, uh, you know, um, very, very useful tool already of uh, meditation. So you, you can meditate. You just follow your breath or counting your breath. Before you count to 10, you will fall asleep. So this is a magic, really magic in our lives, cultivating this habit of meditation, habit of a relaxation tool, and habit of living with a non-attachment. Scientific res- research has shown that people who are optimistic and have an ability to accept or Let go of negative memories, experience, and events tend to be healthier and live longer than people who are pessimistic and worry about or try to change things that are out of their control. Think about it. Accepting whatever it is instead of resisting and fighting is actually transformative experience. And this accepting, awareness of this accepting, is healing. Think about in your life, that if you try to change somebody in your life, it's almost impossible to try to change that person unless that person is willing to change themselves, or self. So if you just accept them as they are, and That accepting itself improves your quality of life. I have somebody in my life always like this, and I was hoping to influence something and try it, and realize that it's impossible. Then I just uh, let go and not attach to that person, even the person who has a lot of influence on me totally non-attachment, <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever it is. So it is possible to practice this non-attachment. So what the real key is how? how? How can you practice non-attachment? How can you practice letting go? How can you practice let it be? First, nourish the, your tendency. Nourish that you are aware, aware of your tendency to want things to be different than they are. And practice giving up, that strong preference. So giving up, really, in, the, in, in society may, th- may think giving up is a negative, but in Buddhist practice, giving up is very positive. When you give it up, give it up you have a lot more freedom, a lot more space. Giving up, that tendency, over wanting things to be different than they are. So be aware of it. And be aware of whatever arising within your mind, within your experience, within your consciousness, any thought or physical sensation. If, did you aware of that? Certain physical emotion, certain uh, mental emotion really have a some deep connection in your body. I think a medical doctor can can describe it a lot better. When you have anger, what happened to your body? When you have a fear, what happened to your body? You feel something in your body, right? So be aware of this physical sensation and be aware of your thought and be aware of emotion instead of ignoring it or repressing it or suppressing it. Be aware of it and accept your habit. That is the first step you can deal with. Because you, our minds are so busy thinking and recycling and re, retell all those stories that we don't need to hear at this moment, but your body constantly doing it. So the first step is aware of it, aware of your own thought, and aware of your own tendency, and aware of your emotion and, and sensation and so forth. So when you observe what is arising in your body, in your mind, observe it without judgment. Don't say, oh, stupid, you did. Don't say, oh, you are not good enough to do that. So don't be judgmental about whatever arising in your mind, in your thought, and then do not have any reaction. This is the first step. Just be aware of what is happening in your mind and in your body. And second, be aware of how you relate to what is arising in your mind. You have to be aware of it. Just the knowing or aware of it or noticing this what is arising in your mind is not enough. Second step is the most critical here is that how you relate to what is arising. If you have negative emotion or negative thought arising in your mind, how do you deal with it? How do you relate it? Are you judging it? Are you trying to changing it? Or are you reacting it? Or are you accepting it? Or are you fighting it and resisting it? So if, if any thought or feelings, or sensation or emotion arise in your mind, requires you to act. Certain things you can just uh, Aware of it, simply let it go. But certain things you have to act upon, then you have to have wisdom and mindfully decide how to channel this energy into action. So second is how to relate it. it's very important. And third is recognize and be aware of it, there's a transitory nature of life and empty nature of all experience, and simply release the sensation. Whatever comes, it will go. You don't have to do anything here. Most of the time, most of the problem, most the challenges, you don't have to do anything. If you try to do, you're adding more problem. You're adding more, more difficulties. So our life is like a flowing river. A river, always flowing. If you look at the one spot, you never see second, uh, same water twice, the same river twice. Everything is constantly changing. So don't be stuck with one point, whatever happened in the past. So realize this, this benefit of your meditation. When you keep meditating it, one day you will do it. One day you will recognize that you don't have to do anything, just be. Doing is a lot more problem in today's world than just being. Being there and just breathe. Don't, do not do nothing, just breathe. And time passed, time is healing. Everything will be resolved sometime without interfering and if you can practice non-attachment like this. So meditation and mindfulness or wisdom or compassion help us practice this non-attachment. So daily have a, Buddha taught us, daily have a less desire, not more desire. What does nirvana mean? Nirvana means it blow off the fire of a desire. So if you don't have a desire anymore, you experience nirvana. You experience non-attachment. You experience awakening. So less desire. At least try to have a less desire. If you cannot distinguish more, but more content, more gratitude, less hatred, more loving, more peaceful, more compassionate. So this is the nature of non-attachment. If you have a non-attachment, if you practice non-attachment, you will have this quality. See daily that it's your last day here or not. Practically, last last day, you don't know what's gonna happen. Even even something happen, you will not regret that much. So live your life fully as much as possible, beautifully and meaningfully as if it's the last day. And live your life in this way. And every day, be kinder to yourself, to life around you and more compassionate to yourself and life around you. So every day, have this more gratitude, more practice of non-attachment. That can give you a lot more wisdom and space and clarity and awareness to live well, here and now, in the moment.